Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are live on Radio Row in Mandalay Bay. The show is moving. Guests are dropping in, dropping out. You guys know how it is. It is Super Bowl 58 time. We are here in Las Vegas on Mandalay Bay. I want to read this text really quickly, and then we'll get back to kind of what I had planned, but I think this is important. CDOT, you are drunk on the Chiefs. You should call an Uber home for your ride. You're welcome. Now, you guys know. I am certainly not sunshines, unicorns, and rainbows guy. I try to shoot it straight. I try to tell you guys how I feel, even though sometimes you guys crush me for it. Tell me, text line, 913-586-7610, if I have said anything that is incorrect. If you believe that defense wins championships, and that has been a quote that we have been told our entire existence about sports, If you believe that, what team do you think has the better defense heading into this game? If you're going to tell me, hey, man, defense wins championships. Okay, all right, cool. What team do you think has the better defense? Well, I I think it's the Chiefs. All right, okay. I agree. I think it's the Chiefs, too. Well, you know, the NFL, it's a quarterback league. It's so important to go find and identify that franchise quarterback. you got to have them. So that's – so we, we believe the defense wins championships, advantage Kansas City. We also believe that the NFL is a quarterback league, advantage Kansas City. Oh, well, it's about coach-quarterback combination. You know, that's, you know these like sayings that we have about the NFL. Oh, you got to have the right coach-quarterback combination. We're talking about one side has Montana and, and Walsh. One team has Brady and Belichick. One team has... Don Shula and and Bob Greasy. We are talking about an all-time coach-quarterback combination heading into the Super Bowl. The other one is Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. Just if we are just simply just throwing out all the information, hey, why do you think Kansas City is going to win? And I'm not expecting any of you to make the, hey, this is how San Francisco wins the Super Bowl argument. How does San Francisco win the Super Bowl? Tell me the kind of game that you think they need to have. Because I would say, at least for this, Robin, I'm curious if you agree or disagree on this. I don't think that Brock Purdy has to outplay Patrick Mahomes. Like, you and I talked about it a couple days ago and the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Patriots, the one that Nick Foles won. Well, Nick Foles had four touchdowns in the game. He caught a touchdown. He played exceptionally well. I don't think that you need Brock Purdy to do that in this game if you're San Francisco. In fact, I feel very strongly in this game that he, in fact, will not outplay 
Patrick Mahomes in this game. I would be stunned, floored, shocked if that was the case. You know what I think Brock Purdy needs to do? I think he needs to throw for 250 yards, at least one touchdown, and no interceptions. I think that's a game that San Francisco could win. I don't think they're the favorite in that scenario, but if you were telling me right now if you are a San Francisco 49ers fan and you could press the button right now on Brock Purdy for 21 pass attempts, or excuse me, 21 completions, 31 attempts, he throws for 255 yards, one touchdown and no interception. I think you run to press the button. I think I, I think you are happy, especially with how he's played the first two weeks. He was bad against Green Bay. Bad. He looked like he was not going to beat the allegations. He looked like he was not going to beat the charges about him being a game manager. And it felt like it, everything was about to crumble. He put one drive together against Green Bay's defense. Fast forward to the next week against the Detroit Lions. Played okay. I don't, I don't want to say he was bad. He was certainly not great in the game against the Detroit Lions. I don't think that Brock Purdy needs to outplay Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. I don't think that that's possible. I don't think it's likely. Probably a better way of saying it. I don't think it's likely. I think you need him to throw for 250 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, and you got to let your stars be stars. I don't think that Brock Purdy is a star quarterback. I think he is a more than capable one. There is a difference. I think Brock Purdy is capable of winning this game, but I think he's capable if Christian McCaffrey has a good day. If Debo Samuel is a difference maker in this game, if you can get a big play downfield from Brandon Ayuk, if San Francisco does something that the last six teams that have played Kansas City haven't been able to do, and that's you have to force Patrick Mahomes to make a mistake. This season, the Chiefs have not lost a game in which Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception. So if you think that Mahomes is going to play a clean game, then you're not beating him. How you beat Kansas City this year was by forcing them to make mistakes, was by forcing Mahomes into a bad decision, a bad pass. And the playoff version of him just does not do that. That's why I said I understand if this was a Week 7 game why you would pick San Francisco to win. In fact, I probably would pick San Francisco to win this game if we were talking about a Week 7 game. But the Chiefs are a completely different team in Week 22 than they are at Week 7. And, Rob, I just can't get myself to find a lot of different scenarios. And I'm not saying it's got to be an any given Sunday scenario, but I just can't find a lot of different ways to see how San Francisco wins this football game. I pulled up Brock Purdy's game log because you're asking about what's the path for Purdy to beat Patrick Mahomes. And something pretty obvious, like a duh moment stood out, when they don't turn the ball over, Brock Purdy and the Niners are a lot better. Against Philly, they smoked the Eagles, by the way. They went into Philly and absolutely humiliated the Eagles. Like, I know we look back with hindsight now and go, oh, the Eagles weren't that team. At the time, we thought the Eagles were that team. Brock Purdy, no picks. Earlier this season against Dallas, a time again, hindsight is different, but at the time we thought, oh man, Dallas is that team. No picks. So I think the path for Purdy is not that dissimilar to Patrick Mahomes because we have been saying since the playoffs started, if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play clean football, they can win. You are the one that's hammering the formula. No turnovers, get the ball to your stars. You can go win the game. I think that same formula exists for San Francisco. The difference is the defenses. But 
if Purdy throws for 250 plus and does not turn the football over and he gets the ball to Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, I think the Niners are in this football game. So you ask, what's the path for a Niners win? I think it's very similar to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, the Niners have the same formula. If our quarterback doesn't give the ball to the opponent, we have a good shot because even though Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already, this season, this team, this roster has not been able to overcome his errors like they have in years past. So I think Purdy and the Chiefs have the exact same thing. They're the Spider-Man meme. Keep the ball in our hands, and we have a shot because we have enough playmakers to go out and there win the football game. This is where I'll disagree with you just a little bit. Not that much, but just a little bit. I saw Kansas City's defense play an A-plus game in the AFC Championship game. Like, it is almost impossible for your defense to play better than they played against Baltimore. I mean, their defense forced three turnovers, got a turnover on the red zone. They stopped the other team from running the football, made them one-dimensional. The Chiefs defense in their last game checked every single box. And even despite that, they still needed the offense to make one play when it mattered most. And that's when the decided quarterback advantage really came into play. I love Lamar. Lamar deserved to win MVP this year. Do you trust Lamar Jackson on that third and six, third and seven to make that throw to clinch your opportunity to go to the Super Bowl? And let me ask you if you were picking San Francisco or think they could win this game. At some point in this game, I don't know when it's going to be. It doesn't always have to be in the final two minutes of the game. We all know. We watch football. There is going to be a third and seven with three minutes to go in the third quarter and the Chiefs just scored. San Francisco just got the ball. The crowd is going crazy. you got to put a drive together to go win this game. Do you trust Brock Purdy to make that play? Because I trust Christian McCaffrey to make that play. I trust Debo Samuel. I trust Brandon Ayuk. I trust George Kittle. Do you trust that quarterback to make the play? And that has been one of the biggest questions this season in the entire National Football League. Think about all the storylines that have really prevailed this season. I'm not talking about the one-week story about that Chargers fan that was a plant that just popped up. I'm talking about things that we talk about every single week in the National Football League. Brock Purdy is one of the biggest questions, and we will all likely get the answer to that on Sunday. Can you want to ask me, like, hey, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. I'm going to say, can I ask you a question, though, because you're right about the decided quarterback advantage. But I want to pose that question differently to you. Does the decided weapon advantage the Niners have overcome that quarterback advantage? Because one thing where it was like, hey, you don't trust Lamar to make that play. You trust Patrick Mahomes to make that play is even though the Ravens weapons are better than the Chiefs, I don't think it's a landslide. I think it was like a 79 to an 84. You still feel like you're in the same ballpark. That is not the case with the Niners. You would take Ayuk over every receiver in the Chiefs. You would take Debo. I know you're not a big Debo fan. You would take Debo over these receivers. Kittle and Kelsey, let's just call a wash, but I would lean Kelsey. And as good as Pacheco is, McCaffrey is light years better than him. Is there a chance that the weapon advantage the Niners have can wash out that quarterback advantage because it simplifies and makes life easy for Brock Purdy? I think maybe to answer your question, and you know I love a good analogy. On one side, you have a master chef. You have Emeril Lagasse. You have Gordon Ramsay. 
And he just went to Walmart to get the the ingredients for the meal. You know, just got just went to Walmart. You know, I'm not saying Walmart's terrible, but, you know, Walmart isn't Whole Foods. It's not Trader Joe's. It's not one of those kind of places. So you're right. One team has better ingredients than the other team. But who's also preparing the meal? Where I have seen that Patrick Mahomes, hey, it doesn't matter where you get the food from. We're going to figure out a way to make it taste like a five-star meal. I mean, this Chiefs team, let's be real. They have three offensive players, skill skill position players that you trust. They are outmanned and outgunned in this matchup. The other team has the better wide receiver, at least this season. They had the better tight end, now postseason version of Travis Kelsey. But this season, they had the better tight end, and their wide receiver group is noticeably better than Kansas City's. Like, it is not close between Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. It is not close between the weapons that they have. I just trust the Cooks a lot more on one side than I trust the other. I trust Andy Reid. I trust Patrick Mahomes. And in a matchup like this, I think that they are able to make up the deficiencies in the rest of the roster, where at least for San Francisco, their quarterback at times can be the deficiency, and he is the reason why you lose. Why did they lose to San Francisco, or excuse me, why did they lose to Cleveland earlier this year? Brock Purdy played terribly in that game. Why did they lose to Baltimore earlier in this year? Because Brock Purdy played terribly in this game. So at least for me, that's how I would maybe break it down. I don't disagree with you. It is obvious who has the better running backs, who has the better wide receivers, who has the better skill position players. But that's been the case for Kansas City in probably 18 of the 20 games that we've seen them play this year. Like, this is not a great skill position group for the Chiefs. And somehow they made it work all the way to the Super Bowl. That's fair. I do like that cooking analogy. They have they have the better cook but the worse ingredients. I would push back, though, on where you said those Ravens game and the Minnesota game, Brock Purdy's deficiencies are why the Niners lost. It's worth noting you're also pointing out games where Debo was hurt and the advantage in skill position was not as dramatic. When they've had their guys, when they've had their full assortment, they have been a problem. I'm not saying they're a wrecking crew. I'm not saying they're the 07 Pats just laying waste the NFL, but they don't really take L's when Brock Purdy's job is to be CP3. Get the ball to Ayuk. Get it out of your hands. Let them make the plays. Mark Schler was just on the show, and he explained it perfectly. Hey, it's a timing thing. Get the ball to that guy and let him take a three-yard play and make it a 12-yard play. So I would push back on the notion of those Browns, that Browns and Minnesota game being an example of, see, the deficiency of quarterback undid them because that's one of the games where they didn't have the overwhelming weaponry advantage. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why, like, if you were asking me, how can this game be closed, how can San Francisco win this game, I think that's it. I mean, this is the beginning of our conversation, which is perfect because we got to take a break here soon anyway. I don't think that they – I don't think that San Francisco needs Brock Purdy to be great. I don't think he can be bad. I think he was bad against Green Bay. If he plays how he played against Green Bay – San Francisco is getting blown out in this game. If their defense allows Kansas City to jump on top of them the way that the Lions did and kind of gain that momentum, I am telling you that Kansas City will not be shell-shocked in this game the way that I thought the Lions. That I think Kansas City can weather the storm just much better than we saw. I certainly want to give enough respect to the Chiefs' opponent. I mean, out of the 26 games that Brock Purdy has started for San Francisco, they have won 21 of them. They are a good team. 
you could maybe argue that they are the better team. If we are just going just strictly by the paper, strictly by the numbers, this player against this player, who do you like more? But in this game, I wonder if if having the quote-unquote talent advantage, is that enough to make up for the fact that the other team has advantages in the things that really matter most? And wide receiver advantage is good, but I've got the advantage at head coach. Having the advantage at tight end potentially is a really good one. I've got the advantage at quarterback. And if you have the advantages in those bigger things that really decide the game, can San Francisco do enough things that sort of tilt the, the favor in their balance? Let's talk. Let's continue to talk about Brock Purdy coming up on the other side because I think a lot of the Brock Purdy feelings really come down to one game this season. We'll talk about it. Keep it right here. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. So I'm pretty sure that you guys remember that song, Lose Yourself by Eminem, and how you only get one shot. You can't blow your opportunity. I do think that the opinion about Brock Purdy really centers around two things. It centers around, I think the perception is, and I don't think it is a wrong perception. Hey, man, they gave you everything. You were selected into a perfect environment look at the coach that you have look at the offensive line that you have look at the running back look at the weapons look at the defense I mean he was born on third base he's Ryan Day Ohio State's head coach I think that's the perception around Brock Purdy so I think people are waiting hey man you're playing really well because I would say that the tone around Brock Purdy for the most part was what was generally optimistic and then they had a couple injuries. And I think everybody starts kind of piquing their interest. Hey, hey, I want to see what this looks like. All right, you don't have every single advantage given to you. Your team's a little bit banged up. It's not ideal. 
What do you look like? How do you play in this scenario? I think we all wanted to see. And let me tell you, that boy Brock Purdy was an absolute stinker in the month of October. Now, you're right. They didn't have their number one wide receiver. They didn't have their best offensive lineman. He didn't have the most overwhelming talent in the league. He just had a good team. Not a potentially great team. He just had a good team. And let me tell you, for three weeks, he was incredibly average. Against Cincinnati, they scored 17 points. He threw two interceptions. Against Minnesota, in a nationally televised game, he had one touchdown and two interceptions in that game as well. So I think people were kind of looking for that one, you know? But I think for the most part, people were willing to look past it a little bit, and they were maybe even willing to give him a second chance. The opinion around Brock Purdy centers around how he played in that Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens. That was the sixth most watched regular season game this year, and it was the second most watched Monday night football game since 1996. All of us were watching. It drew more than 27 million people watched it. It was one of the more popular television events of the year. It's Christmas Day. You're sitting there with your family. You had some nice holiday hash. You got that present that you were asking for, and we all wanted to see. All right, hey, San Francisco, you're the best team in the league. I want to see how you look. And, boy, did Brock Purdy lay an absolute stinker. Rob, let's be clear about where the conversation, at least locally, I can't speak for everywhere, where I think the conversation around Brock Purdy, where it starts in Kansas City. I think it starts from, hey, our quarterback hasn't always had everything. Hey, he went through a situation where you dealt with injuries and you had to overcome it. Hey, you haven't had your number one wide receiver or you traded away. Our quarterback still made it work. Your quarterback laid an egg for three straight weeks, and you couldn't win without having all of these advantages. And then we were willing to give you a second chance. We were willing to let all of it go. Brock Purdy was one game away from winning NFL MVP. One game away. All he had to do was not blow it. And what did he do? Boy, he stunk up the joint against the Baltimore Ravens. He was 18 of 32. 255 yards passing, zero touchdowns. He threw four interceptions in the game. Rob, he had a quarterback rating of 42.6. The highest is 158.3. It was an absolute stinker. Think of the worst movie you've ever seen. For me, that movie is Sucker Punch. The absolute worst movie I'd ever seen. Brock Purdy was worse than that. That's where all of this comes from, from Brock Purdy. Hey, we gave you a couple opportunities. We gave you a couple chances. We gave you the benefit of the doubt the first time. We are not giving it to you the second time. And I think it is hard for Chiefs fans. And I completely understand. Hell, I'm in the same boat that you are. I just saw Kansas City beat the team that blew you guys out last week. If you couldn't handle that team, what makes you think that you can handle Kansas City? I agree with that locally. And you're right. That was the brightest lights. That was the biggest moment. And he shrunk like saying he shrunk is almost unfair to shrinking because he was four picks horrible. 
But is it possible outside of the local perception that it's unfair to judge him on that one game? Because the Eagles game was 325 Fox, Burkhart, and Olsen. That was like the Nance Romo treatment for Fox. That was a standalone game. Hey, we got the marquee game. Watch us. On the road in Philadelphia, Brock Purdy was sensational. Earlier in the season, Sunday night football, standalone game, Chris Collinsworth, Al, not, Al Michael, excuse me, Mike Tirico, standalone game against a, a team that they thought was going to be really good in the NFC and the Cowboys and the Niners. Brock Purdy was sensational. So I agree he folded in that moment. I have no I have no argument for that. But is it possible that conversation is a microcosm of the local because there were other moments where the Niners were on the big stage. Maybe not Christmas Day big stage, but big stage and he shined. So I think it's a little unfair to Brock Purdy, the people in the text line saying, well, he folds in big games. Look at the Ravens. There were other big games on their schedule, and he went out and played really well in those big games. So is it possible that conversation is isolated locally? Because for obvious reasons, Chiefs fans weren't locked in the Niners games this season. I think, though, those moments end up defining you. And it's not just a Brock Purdy thing. We do this in sports. Like, I know it sounds crazy to think now, but, Rob, do you remember when people questioned if Patrick Mahomes could play well in primetime games? Remember this was a real conversation early on in his career? Remember they lost that game to the Patriots? They lost that game to the Seattle Seahawks? Hey, people were wondering, hey, Pat's good in all these other games, but, man, he's really struggled and they've lost in these nationally televised games. Well, eventually, Pat had to start winning those games. I think it's more than just San Francisco has won these games. It feels like they have won somewhat in spite of Brock Purdy as opposed to him being a driving force and a driving factor. Now, he gets credit for the drive against the Green Bay Packers, but I don't give you a whole lot of credit for cleaning up a mess that you created. It's not like San Francisco had three fumbles from Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Brock Purdy went out there and saved them. No, San Francisco almost lost to Green Bay because their quarterback was bad, was really bad in the game, and he put one drive together. Or against the Lions. I mean, that Lions offense was humming. Zoom, 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 zoom. And the biggest play of the game, at least the play that people perceive to be the biggest play of the game, he almost threw an interception. Now, I know he can play that ifs and buts and almost, and that sports happened. He threw the ball, and it hit the Sam, and it hit the Lions defender in the face mask. I mean, he was trying to throw an interception. He was trying to give Detroit a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But they're the Lions, so of course they don't want to go to the Super Bowl. So on even the biggest play of the game, we don't give Brock Purdy credit. It's like, oh, man, it hit that guy's face. That's why I say in this. This is going to be the most watched game in the history of, of the NFL. The history of, of, of non-World Cup sporting events. This game right here. If Brock Purdy has a chance to either confirm the way that a lot of people think or the same way, and I know this is a weird analogy, but follow me here. You remember when Alex Smith played really well in that game against the Indianapolis Colts, and anytime it came up, Hey, you can't win with Alex Smith. People would say, hey, well, what about the game against Indianapolis? It's not his fault that they lost. This game has a chance to be that way for Brock Purdy. If he goes out here and plays well against this defense, you will not hear any more questions about Brock Purdy moving forward. And at the end of the game, if they hand him the MVP award, the, 
that summer that we spent arguing if Joe Flacco was elite, we will spend this summer arguing if Brock Purdy is a top-five quarterback in the NFL if he plays well. That is how reactionary we all are when you play in a game that everybody is watching. You know that. You and I have seen this too much. It, it, is, it is very different if you play poorly on a Sunday at noon or if you play poorly Sunday on Sunday night football. And Brock Purdy, unfortunately, he has played poorly in the games that we all have been watching. A couple of playoff games, that Christmas Day game, and now we're heading into the game that all of us are watching. Not just 27 million people. I mean, 27 million people times six are going to be watching this game. And I just don't know why you have a whole lot of confidence that Purdy is going to play well. Maybe he doesn't completely stink it up, but I don't know why you can think that Brock Purdy is going to play well in this game, not against this defense. That's interesting. You, I agree with you. We are, as an NFL fan base, super reactionary. You're right. We argued about Joe Flacco's elite status. After the Rams beat the Bengals, people argued if Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I get the reactionary part of this. I understand. But you think if the Niners win, the conversation about Brock Purdy becomes top five quarterback? Because I think if Purdy wins, the conversation around him stays the same. It's okay, well, now he's done it once, but let's see him when he gets paid. Or, all right, well, that's only because he's a seventh-round guy. Let's see him when he has no weapons because maybe it's just a microcosm of the text line. Remember when Joe Burrow came to Kansas City and won the AFC title game? The conversation on the text line was not, hey, Joe Burrow's a problem. He's he's a real elite player in the NFL. He's going to be a threat to the Chiefs for foreseeable future. The conversation was, well, just because he has so many weapons, and that's unfair. Wait until he doesn't have weapons. Then he'll come tumbling down to earth. That was the conversation around Joe Burrow, and everyone thinks Joe Burrow's better than Brock Purdy. You don't think Purdy gets caught in the same wash of, hey, it's just the weapons. It's not you no matter what the outcome is? This is where I think it's different. None of the other young quarterbacks have broken through. Now, I will give Chiefs fans a lot of credit for this. If you beat Patrick Mahomes, there is a measure of you kind of got to tip your cap a little bit because Chiefs fans understand how hard it is to do. We have seen teams with a lot of good weapons go up against Kansas City, right? Like Buffalo has really good weapons. We've seen a lot of teams with good weapons, good scenario. The only teams, the only players that have eliminated Patrick Mahomes from the postseason are Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback of all time, and Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, $300 million man. If if Brock Purdy goes out there and throws for 270 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions, I'm telling you on Monday, I'm giving him his credit. <laughs> Nobody else has to give him credit. We can come up with any other reason. I will give him his credit. I will give him his respect. Hey, I know how hard this Chiefs defense is. I know how great Patrick Mahomes is. I know the advantages. I, I, I think, and I don't know, I think Chiefs fans will tip their cap and say, hey, you got us. And in this scenario, in this conversation that we're having, Brock Purdy would be the only other young quarterback who has a ring. I love Lamar. He doesn't have a ring. He's never been to the Super Bowl. I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen has never been to the Super Bowl, doesn't have a ring. If you're telling me that it is Patrick Mahomes two rings, Brock Purdy one, everybody else zero, I feel like you're going to have to tip your cap a little bit and be like, hey, maybe that guy is a little bit better than I was giving him credit. You know, maybe that guy is, maybe that guy is a little bit better than I was anticipating.
We can keep this conversation going on the other side, 913-586-7610. We're going to be joined by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. We're going to be joined by Greg Papa. He is the play-by-play voice for the San Francisco 49ers. We are live in Radio Row getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. Coming up on the other side, I don't care how confident you are in the Chiefs, there is no person that people have more confidence on than Travis Kelsey. I'll give you the numbers next. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Kansas City, it's George Carlotis. And you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Now, I got to call some shenanigans on you guys because all I keep hearing is, I'm tired of this Taylor Swift stuff. Why do you guys keep talking about it? Well, it is influencing the way that you guys bet. Now, I am here telling you guys, the Swifties are not on the DraftKings app. The Swifties are not on FanDuel. The Swifties are not on BetMGM. Travis Kelsey is the most popular player to score a touchdown. Now, I love Travis Kelsey. It is not more likely that Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown in this game than Christian McCaffrey. You call me negative. Say whatever you want. Now, maybe this is just an odds. Kelsey has far better odds in this game than Christian McCaffrey does. But to me, if you were creating a parlay, I would just go ahead and throw in that Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown because he always scores a touchdown. So Travis Kelsey is the most popular anytime touchdown bet. He is the most popular bet for a player to score the first touchdown of the game. And he also is the most popular bet to win Super Bowl MVP at 13 to 1. Now, some of you think the NFL is rigged. I'm not saying any names, but some of you think that it's rigged. If you believe the NFL is rigged, 
then he has to win MVP. Can you guys see the end of the game? The Chiefs win 23-17, 24-20. I mean, it is a great, thrilling contest. All of us are happy. We all had great big game parties. And Travis Kelsey is on the field. He's looking for his mom, and he hugs his mom. And his dad, Ed Kelsey, is there, and they have a nice embrace. And Jason is there. And in this scenario, you know Jason is crying. The brothers are crying. He's like, man, you did it. You did it, man. You did it. I love you, man. I, lo- I got this ring for you, man. You know, how, you know how the Kelseys talk to each other. And then he goes over to Taylor Swift, the biggest pop star we've seen this side of Mike Jackson. And they hug each other and they embrace each other. And then we find out that he won MVP. And then Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift look into the camera and say, we're going to Disney World. If you believe the NFL is scripted, how can you not see that being the ending to the NFL? This season has been about Travis Kelsey's relationship. Sure, it's been about the Chiefs and football. No. This season has been about Travis Kelsey dating the most famous woman in the world. We don't think that's how the season ends. I love it. Sign me up for all the Travis Kelsey props. Sign me up for the NFL being rigged. Kelsey scores a touchdown. Kelsey scores the first touchdown. Kelsey wins Super Bowl MVP. Kelsey hits all of his overs. Travis Kelsey stands there, him and his girlfriend, and they say they're going to Disney World together. That's the way that this NFL season should end. In this scenario, does Travis Kelsey propose to his girlfriend to Disney World? No, I don't think they're doing that. That's not what I think. You know what I think? I think that we get this is I, I, I think we get the story at some point this summer. We'll wake up. Me and you will wake up, and you'll roll over, and you'll look at Caroline. She'll be your wife then at this point. You'll be like, babe, how are you doing? I love you. And she'll be like, I'm asleep. And then you'll roll back over. And you know that time where, like, you don't have anything to do, so you just get on Twitter or you just get on TikTok. And the first thing you're going to see is a TMZ exclusive that Travis Kelsey has proposed to Taylor Swift while she was getting off the stage at some Eras Tour concert. That happens this summer. So that's not going to happen during the Super Bowl. He doesn't want to take away from the team. Everything that he has done has been about team and trying to keep those two things separate. So I don't think that he's going to bring that to the team. But, oh, don't you worry, because this summer on a random June or July day, we'll get that tweet from TMZ that Travis Kelsey is out the game for good and he is changing his last name to Travis Swift. In this world, though, let's talk about that where he walked out the field having hit the over. He and Jason embraced. They're crying. You did it, man. He and his girlfriends, they're going to Disney World. It's the biggest story in the world that Taylor and Travis are headed to Disneyland. All of this and all that. In that world where Travis Kelsey retires. In that where he and his brother go out in the sunset together. Like, in the scenario you're painting where he has a mega Super Bowl, he wins MVP, he and his brother, who is about to retire likely, embrace, he and his girlfriend head to Disneyland, and he has a summer on the Eras Tour. Isn't in that world there's a New Heights podcast where he says, hey, we're both leaving together, we're going into Canton together? In that part of your storybook ending, you're just not mentioning that potential element? 
I don't think that Kelsey's going to retire for this reason. If the Chiefs win, if they win, and they will obviously be the favorite to win the Super Bowl, I would argue that the only way that Patrick Mahomes can be the greatest quarterback of all time is he has to do one thing. He has to do one thing that Tom Brady never did. No quarterback ever has won three in a row. If there is any quarterback that you think it's possible, it's this guy. I don't think Travis Kelsey walks away from trying to help Patrick Mahomes get to that and having the opportunity to be a part of it, especially when it looks like Taylor is having fun at the games. I mean, every time I see her, she's sitting there, she's got a drink in her hand, she's laughing, she's smiling, she's wearing nice clothes, and everybody just looks happy. I mean, she likes going to Chiefs games. So next season, you know what? She'll be back at more Chiefs games. Her, Brittany, and all the other Chiefs wives and girls friends. No, Travis is not. Travis is finishing out his contract with the Chiefs. He, he, he is finishing it out. He's going to give himself that opportunity, if they win, to go three in a row. They will have a chance to three-peat next year. They will have a chance to three-peat. They are going to make improvements on the in the wide receiver room. We'll see what decision they make with Snead and Chris Jones. They will have as good of a chance of any team in our lifetime to win three in a row if they win on Sunday. I just don't think Travis Kelsey is walking away from that. He still talks about football with a passion and a fire and an enthusiasm. I don't think that he's ready for this game to be his last game. Now, maybe this summer he maybe ain't putting in the work that he normally is in a normal summer because, hey, his time is a little bit more divided than it usually is, but I fully expect, regardless of the outcome of Sunday's game, I expect Travis Kelsey to be there front and center for all the things that really matter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he might not come to any of the optional stuff next year. and He'll only be there for the mandatory stuff, but I fully expect Travis Kelsey to be part of the Kansas City Chiefs next season. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers as we continue to get you ready for Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and San Francisco. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.